At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. everybody and welcome into the program it is betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchett your host live from las vegas your other host today thursday james salinas live from denver colorado james how are you it's all good out here in the Mile High City, Pritch. What's cooking out there in Las Vegas, my friend? Uh, you know what? Just getting ready for another weekend out here uh, in a fabulous Las Vegas. Cannot wait. Everything, always something going on. We got the Olympics uh, about to start, too, James. But uh, we we saw the big reveal. Uh, a slim down Big Ben. We can't call him that anymore. Slim Ben. Uh, Roethlisberger shows up for training camp as the Steelers begin training camp. Uh, they're going to play the Cowboys in a Hall of Fame game. Uh, what do you think of that? What do you make of the slim down version of ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger right now? I mean, it's coming as far as coming into camp in that type of shape that we typically don't see Big Ben as far as his physique is concerned. <laughs> I think he knows this is, you know, the the end is near as far as his career. Great career, long-standing career for Big Ben. And feeling like, all right, this is maybe my last shot, my last season out here. And I've got to be fully committed when it comes to trying to get out there and compete and give myself the best chance to compete by being in the best shape that I've been in and who knows how long. So as far as his physique, 
physique goes, that looks great. But it's not really so much his physique that was the concern last year. It was more so his arm strength, his elbow mm. coming off the elbow surgery a year ago. How is that going to play out throughout the season? Not only to start the season, and they started off really well. Obviously, the Steelers had a tremendous season to start the year, but we saw we definitely saw regression in Big Ben as far as his ability to push the ball down the field with any velocity, with any accuracy, and their offense really became relegated to a lot of short passing. And now, what does that look like for this year for Big Ben? To me, the concern is the elbow. I'm glad he's in great shape and he wants to get after it this season, but it, does that mean that all of a sudden now he's going to find that arm strength to sling it down the field like we're used to seeing? Right. That remains in question. I suspect not. Yeah, you know, they had a, a nice go of it last year in terms of undefeated season for a while and then fell off and certainly got to the playoffs but fell off uh, right there too. So uh, looking at uh, their schedule coming up in 2021, Big Ben, they're going to need him. Obviously a young team, a revamped offensive line situation. Now I played with Bobby Bear, who had the elbow situation, but he was in so much pain he just didn't have the surgery. Uh, but he was in so much pain every time he threw the football. Uh, but now another year removed from that elbow surgery for Big Ben, a slim down, a guy who's now paying attention to his diet, which I think could be helpful. Um, I'm taking a second look at the Steelers, uh, James. I, I, I'm not going to just gloss over them. I, I think they have the pedigree in terms of the coaching. Uh, we'll see what they'll do with Najee Harris, but that defense is still one of the better defenses in the National Football League. Yeah, and they had some injuries last year to that defense also. So recovering from that and Dupree's no longer there. So how is that going to play out, especially? And we'll see how the secondary plays out at the safety position for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers this mm -hmm. coming season. But I think, yeah, as far as Big Ben's concerned, yeah, coming in in great shape, good for him. But the concern for me is not so much Big Ben. It really wasn't that much of Big Ben last year as far as his arm strength. That wasn't there, but it was the offensive line. Now, you lost a lot. It's a rebuilt. It's a rebuilding. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I'm not going to call it rebuilt. It is in rebuild mode, <laughs> young offensive line, not only from the talent that was there and the veteran leadership that was lost on mm -hmm. that offensive line, but this is a very, aside from Big Ben, this is a very young team on the offensive side. The receiving core is very young. You mentioned Najee Harris, tremendous talent, but he is still a rookie, so there's we know how rookies go is a learning curve coming into the NFL and then you think about their division in the AFC right. North and aside from Cincinnati and question marks about Joe Burrow when is he actually going to see the field to me thinking about Cleveland what they've done to improve on the defensive side what we saw from them offensively last year we know what the identity of the Baltimore Ravens uh, right now in that division AFC North it is Pittsburgh for me playing for third place yeah he is the elder statesman I mean we got Lamar Jackson looking at a pay raise uh, Baker Mayfield looking at a pay raise. Eventually, Burrow will get a pay raise, but here you got Big Ben getting a pay reduction. Uh, but I, I think the attention to detail or attention to his diet, uh, his fitness is really going to help Big Ben. I wonder if he wants to play beyond this, uh, this final year, uh, James. John Elway, I'll give him credit, as an older guy uh, playing with him, he worked harder on his fitness than a lot of those younger players that were out there, certainly. And it paid off for the Broncos, certainly, as they won two Super Bowls that way. You look at Aaron Rodgers, the guy's in shape. You look at Tom Brady uh, in his 40s, well in shape as well. So maybe that inspired uh, Big Ben to show up in shape for training camp. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, live from Las Vegas. Your other host today, James Salinas, live from Denver, Colorado. Uh, so James, Texas and Oklahoma, 
Uh, they want to leave the Big 12 and go to the SEC, a package deal uh, to get there. I think this is more about Texas than Oklahoma. I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, but your thoughts, I mean, Houston Chronicle uh, reported about possible expansion uh, when it comes up with the SEC. Uh, your thoughts on that? I think we're talking, we, well, we're so accustomed now to talking about Power 5. Is it going to turn into Power 4? I mean, what happened? Or is it even, are we going to even have, what are conferences even going to look like going forward? I mean, it's big business. We know that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, for, for, for us as sports betters, in particular for me, Pritch, as a sports better, I don't have an allegiance to any team, college, pro, any kind of sport. I don't care. Whoever I'm betting on, that's who my right. team is for that particular day. So, and I think we talk about college football and college sports in general, college athletics, thinking that there is a lot of tradition with it when it comes to you know the 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 boosters and and the alumni and everything that goes along with college football that's not going to be lost but now it just really just feels like such and we know this and it's it's been between the lines of talking about the business side of college football and just the exorbitant amount of money that's in there tv contracts and and the push to get into the playoff and how much money that means to those said particular schools and how much the coaches are making and now the players are going to be able to dip their toe into the into the marketing waters to be able to market themselves and their likenesses and all those kind of things. I mean, truly, we know it's a business, and now mm-hmm. this only accentuates the fact that it is big business. So from a betting perspective here, it's almost like, wow, these conferences, these power conferences, whether you're going to say, because like for the Big 12, what happens to that? If, if you lose Oklahoma and Texas, I'm a, I've got to assume that the other, the remaining schools in that conference got to start looking elsewhere. Where can we latch on to? What other conference can we get involved with? Does that mean that they're going to go to a bigger conference or even potentially fall back to smaller conferences? I think they there from a betting standpoint, Pritch, it might be more so looking as we start to look at games, and this right. still still has to play out. It's obviously not going to happen this season, right. but going forward, looking at some of these smaller conferences, these smaller teams, and being able to identify uh, options to be able to t- make money on when we're talking about betting, because it's just going to be the haves and the have-nots right. when it comes to the power football teams in college football. Well, you got Texas uh, there leading the charge in the Big 12, James. Uh, the whole Longhorn Network thing, uh, Texas Entertain trying to joined the Pac-12 years ago. Uh, certainly they've entertained going independent. Uh, but they want to keep that rivalry alive with Oklahoma. So it's a package deal if they do go to the SEC. Uh, but this is all about Texas. And uh, there's a lot of schools that understand that. So breaking down the conference championship odds for the Big 12. OU leaves the charge here. Obviously loaded, minus 175. Iowa State uh, plus 275, and then you got Texas at plus 900. So Texas has all the juice, all the power in that conference, but yet their football team is still not respected to the level that it needs to be. They haven't been competitive, and that, that not to that extent when we're talking about Texas in the national championship picture. Uh, Vince Young is long gone. It's been quite a while since we've been talking about Texas when it comes to being a, a, the champion of college football. So I think here, yeah, if we're looking at their season and do they have a shot? I mean, talent-wise, they're going to be uh, as far as the, they're going to be on the, bo- the the top part of the conference when it comes to talent. But now you got Sark coming over and a new transition there with the coaching staff. You know, there's been other things swirling around off the field on campus when it comes to the the eyes of Texas, the fight song, does that have any impact? I don't know, but it never it doesn't help anything when you're having those kind of distractions go on. And and then digging into the schedule, I mean, think about the schedule going, starting the season, they're going to play Louisiana. Well, mm-hmm. wasn't it Louisiana that started off playing the Big 12? Iowa State last year and pulled off a massive upset and wet lead from start to finish in that game. It did did the Rage and Cajun. So that's, you're going to start off with Louisiana, then you're going to go on the road. You wanted to be in the SEC, 
well. This is get a little taste of it going on the road and playing Arkansas in your second game and and then thinking of where the, we know the Red River shootout is going to be in mid-October. But from there, I mean, they're going to have games at Iowa State, games at West Virginia. I think this is going to be a tall order for Texas to turn this around quickly, especially when you're getting a new system coming in. Question marks of who's going to, what is the quarterback situation going to look like for the Longhorns to start the season? I think when we see the Longhorns, they'll be bet, they'll get better as the season progresses. Uh, just offensively, it's going to take some time, but I mean that's not an easy start to the season when you're going to just this, those two simple programs alone, Louisiana and Arkansas. Right. You know Louisiana is going to be fired up and have momentum from how they performed and competed and beat Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to call them a power, but <laughs> They were definitely the one of the few teams competing last year in the Big 12, where the Cyclones of Iowa State. So as far as where Texas fits, to me, it's definitely sitting third place in the Big 12. Yeah, I think Matt Campbell has done a fin- uh, fantastic job out there at Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ames, Iowa. I mean, who, who can get recruits to Ames, Iowa? But yet he's doing that. He's doing a good job right there uh, with that program. So Sark going to Texas, their win total is eight. James, we, we had this graphic of uh, uh, previous head coaches, Tom Herman, Charlie Strong, Mac Brown. And Mac Brown's been the most successful coach, certainly, uh, there uh, with the Longhorns, Makovic, uh, way before him. Uh, but that's just a program that they feel like they're bigger than what they really are. They got the money, uh, but the wins uh, or the consistency just hasn't been. So start going in his first year. Uh, I guess I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt and think that, okay, that's an automatic over there for the Longhorns in that win total of eight. No, I agree with you. Just from that standpoint, him, yeah, just because he comes and where he's coming from. But he's had other head coaching gigs in the mm-hmm. past, and not sure if that's going to translate as well as what he thinks it or what they might be thinking there in Texas. But thinking, just talk about reverting back to the schedule, Prish, like we just talked about. I mean, to start the season, all the things going on, coming into a new program. Some, so, you know, there's talent on that team, but as far as the offense is concerned time spent right especially with young players and i know they can go through a lot of those things in spring ball and and whatnot but then you really have to apply it come on the field to compete and playing louisiana the first start i like it that's going to be a fun that's going to be very interesting game to see because we know like we talked about louisiana had the experience last year to go and beat beat iowa state on the road and have that opportunity again here in austin Uh, but i just think down as they get into the bulk of the big 12 schedule and it's not a it's obviously not a deep conference, but right. anytime you're going to have to go on the road and play at Iowa State, you mentioned there with Campbell and what he's done, and he's still sticking around. He knows he's got a really good team. So many seniors, so many players coming back from last year's team, very deep team, very experienced team there for the Cyclones, having to go into Ames on the road, and then West Virginia's not going to be an easy game there either. You know they're going to be physical and All compete right. hard on the defensive side. That's going to be a challenge there, too. I'm struggling to, to say, I wouldn't want to go. I'm not going to bet it over. I probably won't play this bet. There's season win totals, but as far as picking one way or the other, if I was going to bet at Pritch, it'd be under or nothing for me. Just a general question about uh, betting college football for you, James. Uh, For me as a player, I I know that recruiting is everything. Uh, And I put recruiting probably at more of a premium than certainly coaching at times. I think assistant coaches are probably more important than the head coaches. So when I look at programs, I look at the assistant coaches as well as the talent as a better. And so looking at Texas and that win total, looking at that uh, conference in, in general, I mean, Texas, uh, TCU, for instance, when they moved to the Big 12 from the Mountain West Conference, it was because they were beating the University of Texas and OU in that state with recruits. 
They were out recruiting them, and that's why they moved to the Big 12 and has been successful that way. But uh, now Texas, I think, Sark's got that job to do in terms of getting those players not to go to A&M, not to go to OU, not to go to the SEC, but to go to UT. And to come here, not only because of where he's been and been able to, as far as being the OC anyway at, at Alabama and win a national title. But I think the other part now that we have to be forward thinking when it comes to recruiting, Pritch, and you mm-hmm. tell me this, for recruitment, now the fact that you have ability to make money off your likeness and endorse, in a sense, let's just call it endorsements, right, whatever, to, to whatever extent that might be. But right. players have an opportunity to, to make money legitimately above board, above, you know, over the table. Uh, how is that going to factor? into these top prize recruits where you're going to be able to go and you know you're going to have your likeness in places like Alabama that's just a a championship factory there feeding into the NFL. I mean, again, it just feels like we know it's big business, Pritch, and it's only going to get – it's only going to – I think this – the – the separation between the haves and have-nots is going going to continue mm. to get wider and longer. And as far as the Longhorns is concerned, uh, it's just because they're jumping into the SEC. Does that necessarily mean that now all of a sudden that's going to give them a boost to to their likeness when it comes to whether the players and or just the notoriety for the Texas Longhorn program in general? Yeah, I think they're trying to increase their brand for sure, uh, but they can't do that in the Big 12 anymore. Looking for a higher profile conference. So we'll see what happens with that package deal between UT and OU you. Uh, Getting back to the National Football League, I want to get to the AFC East passing totals. Uh, James, we only have three quarterbacks because we don't know what's going on in New England uh, in terms of passing uh, yard totals here. Uh, So passing yards for Josh Allen off the charts, 4,500 and a half passing yards, 34 and a half passing touchdowns for Josh Allen. Uh, Inclined to go over that or, or stand pat and see what happens this year? I think if any of these, if with within that division, yeah, we don't know what it's going to be. Cam Newton that starts the season. My assumption would be, but passing wise, what is that? <laughs> I don't even know how you, how you're going to set a number on right. that. I don't want anything. Let the bookmakers do it, and that's the beauty. We don't have to bet it. They got to book it. We don't have to bet it. So we'll let them do it and see if there's a if one of the, that number looks enticing or not. But thinking about the Bills and just last year, I, I, I mean, for me, really, I'm not going to say surprised, but just way beyond. The expectations of what I thought the Bills' offense was going to look like. Credit to OC Brian Dable there and the creativity that we saw with so many empty sets, mm-hmm. putting Josh Allen in a position, make quick reads, make the, he's got the arms, he's got the talent. It was always biggest part was really could he read defenses? How was his his really limited college exposure going to apply to the NFL? And then his accuracy piece and man, have they done a tremendous job coaching that young fella up because that offense was so much fun to watch. You get the addition. At digs there last year, uh, and and it's not like they've plateaued. It's not, this the ceiling is still higher for that team, and more creativity I suspect coming out of that for the the Buffalo Bills, and just the confidence and the momentum that they could pull off of last year's season offensively. Like if there's one quarterback in that division that I'm like, yeah, I think this. If I'm going to bet any of these props on quarterback passing totals, it's only the Bills. I don't want to do it. If anything, it's the other teams we can get into. But looking at one quarterback to go over that's the only one that I would have any interest in betting yeah I would go over that total 4,500 and a half passing yards right there Josh Allen he's just uh, an incredible talent like you mentioned people question his accuracy but uh, they did not question that arm strength and uh, you can fix accuracy James I've seen quarterbacks fix that get better as they got older uh, in the National Football League too so I'm looking for big things for Josh Allen how about Zach Wilson uh, yesterday we had Benjamin Albright on the program uh, he's hearing big things out of New York that Zach Wilson's kind of lighting it up 
up out there uh, in terms of what they expect from him. Now, does he have the, all the pieces? No, he doesn't. But yet he looks the part as a rookie, 37, 75 and a half passing yards, 20 and a half passing touchdowns, his totals. I didn't realize they were already starting to hit and wear full pads and put a hat on these quarterbacks and put all these different exotic pla- packages out there defensively. I mean, take what we, what else would you, I don't know, what else would we hear uh, from a, a rookie quarterback coming into the, mm-hmm. are they going to put reports out there that he's really struggling? And I don't know, did we make the right pick just seeing what we're doing in, in OTAs and mini camp type of things. I mean, I got to see it on the field first. When you okay. talk about the jets there, they, they got that pick for a reason. It's a bad football team is a bad roster. I know the the coaching piece they can only go up from where they were last year as far as the 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 functionality of the coaching staff and just talk about a dysfunction on both sides of the football with Gase and we won't even get into Williams on the other side with some of the defensive debacle calls that he was doing there in particular that Raiders game but thinking here I mean yeah coaching wise can only go up from where they were but off uh, I mean offensively what are we gonna what are we gonna see out of them I I really just don't know that's the question mark you get the rookie quarterback in there it's so hard to take any thing from last year because it was such a bad football team and how does that carry over what does that look like a whole culture change has to happen there in New York it's going to take some time and now you got a rookie quarterback in there if I'm going to look to if I'm betting any kind of totals with the Jets I am not wanting to sweat any tickets on that football team to say yes this team is going to achieve success prove it to me first I would be betting under before I'm anywhere close to betting over for the New York Jets in particular for Wilson all right yeah I don't blame you I mean when you comes to the Jets in my wallet, I'm not separating some dollars for the Jets, that's for sure right now. Uh, how about Tua, though? 39, 50 and a half passing yards for Tua, 24 and a half passing touchdowns. Make it under right here. I just think for, <laughs> for Tua, start off with the offensive line. It's a young offensive line. It's, it's not a cohesive offensive line whatsoever. Now Tua is the guy that steps in there. Now we're going to say that for 17 games, I know the extra game is an added bonus. You're talking about achieving and you know being able to surpass all these totals out there. You get that extra game, and that's helpful. But can Tua stay healthy out there, not only behind a, a bad offensive line, but we've seen it. It's, just, it's part of – it's unfortunate. Some players are just de- – it's – just part of their physical makeup. They just get injured and can't make it through. I can't. I just don't see Tua being able to to play up to and finish a full 17-game season. How many starts does he get? How many games does he finish? And we're going to say again that we're going to put a ticket on him to be able to surpass that, to stay healthy for 17 games, to go over that, that passing total with a suspect offensive line. I know they got plenty of options to be able to throw the football to, but is that really his strength to get it push the ball down the field with any consistency. I think that remains to be seen. I need to see it first before I'm ready to say, yeah, I'm going to fire a ticket on Tua to, to achieve success again. Like the kid, I like his character, mm-hmm. his mental makeup, but as far as the physical tools to step out in the NFL and play, especially within that, thinking about the, the schedule they have and the division that they're within there, make mine the under as far as Tua is concerned. Okay, because it does look different than um... – Joe Burrow or uh, certainly uh, rookie quarterbacks like Zach Wilson, uh, you think Justin Herbert, I mean, people like that. I mean, it kind of looks different out there in Miami uh, with Tua right now. 
And I think from just thinking about the the expectations, the other piece too. You think what was what the expectation for Burrow going into Cincinnati? He's a he's a competitive kid. It's on right. a bad football team. Well, there's some high expectations for for Flores and this Miami Dolphins team. And offensively now, all right, Tua, this is yours. Fitzpatrick's gone. No more revolving door at quarterback. It's yours. Here's the keys. Drive us in and win the win the AFC East. I don't think I, I just don't know if that's the guy to do it. Not a bet that I would say yes, he is the one. All right. We're going to continue with the National Football League uh, after this break with rushing totals from the AFC East. Big show with Lou Finicaro. Mike Sandoz on the program. JVT's on the program as well. I got a betting angle that's interesting about the uh, rushing totals out there, uh, perhaps from Miami. That's coming up next. Let's see what James thinks about uh, this angle for, my, for me. It's coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football season is right around the corner, so it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology. Fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 Physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. Uh, James, when it comes to AFC East rushing totals, we got Damian Harris at the top, 825 and a half uh, rushing yards. Nothing for rushing touchdowns, though. Uh, what do you make of that? I think we're going to see, think about this, how this offense is constructed. And if it's Cam Newton, that is going to be behind center. It's, this is going to be a power football. It's going to be a power run team. You brought in John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. Not that Hunter Henry is, is this big blocking tight end, mm-hmm. but you're going to have a lot of two tight end sets with Smith and Henry out there. And, and I think that's whether there's no touchdown total, or, or I think the thing with the Pats here is it's going to be, you're going to have design runs for Cam Newton too. Right. And they've got some depth at the, running back position not only with Harris and Sony Michelle they're comfortable with him he's been around the Patriots offense for a while James White we are more so definitely in there for for receiving the football but you're going to see probably see different packages for each to to really maximize and accentuate the the skill set for each of those three running backs for mm-hmm. the Patriots so it's just kind of by committee in this sense it's not like Harris is going to be somebody that's going to be the one to he's going to get 20 carries a game you may have Michelle getting one game getting 15 to 18 touches and another game where Harris is out there and another game where they may have to throw the football more and it's white on more of those packages out there. So I think here that's the challenge. We're trying to break down what is the offense or in the backfield in this particular case for the New England Patriots. Who is going to be the feature back? Because I don't think there is going to be a feature back. It can be possession by possession based on the package and kind of where kind of dictated by where the game is going and right. kind of how the, the score will kind of indicate what who's going to be on the field as the game progresses. Yeah, at this point cam is more of a runner than a passer certainly uh we'll see what happens with mac jones how they incorporate him but they're missing dante scarnecchia he's going to re- he, he already did retire so i think he's one of those pillar type offensive line coaches uh and so the, the patriots to me are going to have to figure that out as they move forward but i want to sh- focus on miami because miles gaskin 750 and a half rushing yards i want to take you back to 2011 uh james when a left-handed quarterback 
named Tim Tebow was uh, with the Broncos. Uh, Eric Studisville, who's one of the offensive coordinators, was in charge of the rushing game, too. They ran for, I think, 2,600 or 2,800 uh, rushing yards that year. Made the playoffs 8-8 eight and eight season. Could this be a big season for Miles Gaskin because you got Studisville as a co-offense coordinator out there in Miami? And that's one of the questions, too, figuring out what is this going to look like with the the offensive coordinator situation there in Miami. Mm -hmm. You have a, a couple. You're going to have a couple headsets in there. And how are they going to get into <laughs> what are the game game plans going to look like from week to week for the Miami Dolphins? But I think offensively, they're going to need to run the football and take some of the heat off of Tua. And can that happen with that offensive line? That's probably the biggest question mark for me. Is Gaskin the feature back there? For sure. I think he's going to get the he's going to be on the field for the bulk of the downs to, to run the football and have the opportunities to make plays and it's not nearly uh, the same depth that we were just talking about with the Patriots in the New England backfield but for Gaskin my biggest concern would just be that offensive line uh, but I, I agree with you I think looking at the over you're talking about where that is from the, from the offensive coordinator perspective of what you've seen in the past now totally different offense when it was Tim Tebow here in Denver and we'll talk about run heavy offense for sure uh, but how is that going to work, Pritch? What do you see from you, thinking about how that might work out on, in, a, in the National Football League landscape when it comes to offense nowadays? And you're going to have kind of a, a, this by committee potentially. How is that going to work with two potentially offensive coordinators there in Miami? Uh, it doesn't normally work, uh, James. Typically, you have a play caller and a coordinator for sure. But they're going to have two co-coordinators, uh, a run game coordinator and a passing coordinator. So I don't know how they get on the same page that way. Uh, and then if Tua struggles, look, they're going to be a, a heavy play-action offense anyway. Uh, a lot of bubble screens. It's going to it's going to look like it did with Tim Tebow a little bit, uh, you know. And so when you have that situation, they're going to have to get that running game going to help out Tua, in my opinion. So I I look to go over with Gaskin, 750 and a half pass uh, rushing yards, uh, just for the fact that Studisville has been a running backs coach his entire career. Now he's a co-offensive uh, coordinator. I think he's going to pound the table a little bit there, James, in Miami to try to rush the football to help out the Dolphins' offense. Coming up next on the program, Lou Finacaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. We, we have UFC 32 coming up uh, this weekend. It's going to help us out with that card. That's next. Tomorrow's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a cast reunion of the 2014 TV series Horse Players. Jockeys Guild CEO Terry Meeks discusses the riding crop controversy in last weekend's Haskell Stakes. And DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello handicaps this weekend's top races, including Saturday's coaching club American Oaks at Saratoga. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today, and so is Lou Finacaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Lou, how are you today? Doing swell, guys. Uh, happy to 
spend a few minutes with you talking about fisticuffs. I know, right? Hockey now back to fisticuffs with you, Lou, and uh, looking forward to it uh, because we have uh, Sanhagen versus Dillashaw. Now, Dillashaw, we had the layoff suspension, all right? And, and so it, it, approaching this fight in terms of betting it, uh, is this something where you're a little bit more cautious? You want to look at the weigh-ins? You want to kind of size these guys up before laying down any type of cash? Absolutely, Mike. Um, in fact, uh, I, I think it could be it could be a surprise if I bet this fight simply because of the vast unknowns with Dillashaw. Dillashaw around UFC circles has uh, his that gym, and he have had this plume around him for some time. I'm not trying to degrade the guy, but if I'm betting money on a fight, I got to know what I'm getting, and I don't know what I'm getting with TJ. Uh, I will say this: if I break down the fight just without that plume involved, uh, you got a guy in Sandhagen that's going to have some great physical advantages. He's going to be much taller. Yeah, yep, I think we lost Lou right there, uh, James. As we approach this fight night, uh, and you got a guy like that, James. Uh, who's had this layoff, and, okay, I think there's familiarity, certainly between Sanhagen and Dillashaw, but uh, I'm with Lou. I, I'm, I, I would probably wait to the weigh-ins and kind of size these guys up to see uh, what I'm investing in from a sports betting standpoint. And not only for the weigh-ins, and, I, and we know we know we know Lou. That's a that's part of his handicapping process. There's mm-hmm. things that he takes away. He watches the weigh-ins, and that he can take away from said particular fight or fighters. And that's probably here. Not only from the layoff. I think there were some injuries with Dillashaw as well. But being away from the cage for such a long time, I think that's where we we talk about this a lot. We talk about in-game in-game yeah. wagering, or in this case, in-fight wagering, and that's probably something I'd like to get into with Lou like how does he approach something whether it's this fighter or other fighters in particular we have him back it's a matter of styles and we want to see those styles yeah we have him back Lou sorry about that uh continue please with uh, Dillashaw and Sanhagen no I, I will be happy to and mm-hmm. and that's that's correct it's difficult to to try and spot this moving target that is Dillashaw uh, but I will say the kid comes equipped with striking toughness athleticism. He's got a world-class wrestling base, so he can't be underestimated. The fact that there's something weak up here that forces him to think he needs to cheat uh, concerns me. In this fight, I I think that if I am going to venture anywhere, Mike and James, it's going to be to the total because... Yeah, I think we lost Lou there again, James. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough one in terms of that uh, band and white weight bout right there. Sanhagen, Dillashaw, uh, again, Dillashaw with the cloud over him because of the suspension and everything like that. You, you want, I've heard this, James. You wonder what he's going to look like and what kind of shape he's going to be in, too. So weigh-ins will be key to mm-hmm. see the weigh-ins. And then also, I, I think that's where I think Lou is going to get to the fact of talking about the, the total rounds and being able to bet what would the method of victory be and or how deep will this fight go? Will it go the full distance? And that's the beauty. There's so many opportunities to get in here. I'm looking at <laughs> – I've got a long list right here. I'm just uh-huh. looking at the bet map right now of what we got and looking at total rounds, whether it's two and a half at even money, over four and a half plus 165, or will it go the distance? It's 180 to the – so good price there if, if it's that in a, in a style of fights and being away from the cage for quite a long time. I think that's something 
to dig into is how long will this fight go and opportunities from a plus money standpoint to say it's going to be an extended fight. Right. I would definitely look at any type of plus money situation for sure. Like you look at this next fight, uh, Aspen Ladd, she's minus 200 against Macy uh, Chasen plus 165. Uh, diving into this one too a little bit, uh, James Ladd uh, is a big favorite, certainly, but uh, Chasen, you know, she, she only has had one loss. Uh, and I think trying to identify an edge in this fight uh, may be a chance to back the dog here. Uh, they're both strikers, uh, but we'll see what type of volume we'll see from, from two strikers out there. And I think for me, a lot of times, and I take I take gamble, I take our Uncle Lou's word as gospel <laughs> when I'm betting I'm betting MMA and and any of the UFC fights. But a lot of times too, with that said, if I have questions, I'm getting in and I'm waiting. I've, there's certain things that I want to see and in getting involved in game wagering and yeah. in fight wagering because we see those those numbers fluctuate. They, they're they're they can really fluctuate pretty wildly too. So I think that's probably with most of these fights. That's my approach. If I don't have a good feel for where the two fighters are going. Yeah, you know, and I don't know what is, what's a good price, too. So I'm a casual better, uh, obviously. And so looking at UFC, uh, if I see something expensive like this, uh, minus 200 for Ladd, maybe shy away from that. You look at Phillips minus 300 uh, and his fight uh, against Paiva. Uh, plus 240. I mean, I'm just trying to, okay, how do you find angles in, in situations when you have such a heavy favorite uh, and about this way? And styles make fights. We mm -hmm. know that. And also motives. And what is the motive for each fighter coming in? And, and how hungry are they? We talk about this a lot with other sports, too, Pritch. And you talk about that with guys that are looking. Are they overachievers? Where is the... For, for a said particular fighter, if, what is the motivation coming into this fight? Obviously, folks are there competitive and they want to win, but some, we've seen it. We've seen it in others. We were thinking about just McGregor a couple weeks ago and wanting to redeem himself, but from the fight six months ago prior to with Poirier, where he didn't have any engagement and was totally distracted, I think that's where the mindset for, for any particular fighter and the matchup is really going to be key, and we do that with most all sports, but when it comes to getting into the cage, Pritch. If you don't have your mind, if you don't have your mind right, it's not the side that we want to be on. So I think there's a lot of homework to be done mm -hmm. to make sure the set particular fight you're interested in wagering on has got his mind clearly focused on that opponent. I think this is a card in which you do want to view or get any type of information from the weigh-ins. Uh, if you can get information up to the last minute, I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of fights on this card. We're going to get to Major League Baseball. James, I cashed a ticket yesterday. I had the under Cubs and the Cardinals. Happy about that. Uh, we're underway. Baseball afternoon ball 7-4 uh, Detroit over the Rangers here. So we're going to go over some schedule uh, in Major League Baseball and see if we can find some games to cash some more tickets. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bet without fear on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using bonus code VSEN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Once again, it's promo code VSEN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. 
Gambling problem? 800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 800-BETSOFT in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line. 800-889-9789 in Indiana. It's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard. James Salinas with you right now. Tigers again leading uh, the Rangers. James, uh, undefeated since the All-Star break. How about that for Detroit? And one of the better teams going into the All-Star break at one point, and I don't think there was much expected for the Tigers this season. Obviously, a lot of transition and turnover within that roster. Turnover and transition at the uh, the manager's position as well, at the manager's spot. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Hintz, to his credit, probably obviously he needed a fresh start and get away from get away from Houston and all the, the baggage that is there. And part he's partly responsible for that, so he has to eat that, and rightfully so. But keeping these guys competitive, I think we're seeing out of the Tigers is now that we're getting, you know, we're, we're close to the all or post all-star break. We're getting close to the trade deadline and not that the, not that the Tigers are going to be competing in there to, to win that AL central, but, uh, and not be buyers or and or sellers at this point. But mm-hmm. I think for here, now you just get to see, we talked about motives and <laughs> mindsets going in, in the last segment about UFC fighters. I think the same can be said. We say that about all sports and in right. particular right now, a team like the Tigers, where's their mindset as opposed to a team like the Texas Rangers, who bad team to begin with that are only getting worse. Yeah, we'll get to the Cubs, too, and Rizzo. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but let's get to New York and Boston. I'll give it uh, credit to Boston. I thought they'd be up against it with that schedule right after the break. Uh, but they have been balling, James. Uh, right now, again, against the Yankees, are going to be at home, minus 136. Nine and a half uh, is the total in this game. Like the total here, but I'm not going to go with the with the Yankees to do their part in this situation. Kind of interested to see how how throws for the the Red Sox here, and more so looking. I was digging into the team total for the Red Sox, and it's sitting at. I mean, you can buy in a variety of numbers. It's sitting at four and a half. It's okay. juiced at a dollar thirty, uh, but that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go over four and a half, juiced to a dollar thirty for Boston's team total, and ultimately just thinking about where the state of the 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 pen is right now for the New York Yankees. The last two games, two games at home that they were able to win, and they won last night in 10 innings against the Phillies, but those bullpens had to throw and eat a lot of innings in those two games against the Phillies. Collectively, Pritch, in those two games, 228 pitches thrown by relievers for the Yankees against the Phillies in that short series. They used 11 relievers over the last two nights, including Britton and Chapman, who pitched both games for the Phillies. I suspect they won't be available for this first game in Boston tonight. So Montgomery, he's going to have to eat some innings and he hasn't done very well on the road. It's actually, it's interesting. His home and road splits, he's actually much better at home in Yankee Stadium, surprisingly enough. We know what a, a tough, that is not a pitcher-friendly park by any means there right. in, in the Bronx. But he his his road ERA is nearly five and a half. So you're going to get a Boston team that I think really wants to redeem themselves in the last couple games, in particular that Sunday night baseball game where they, they said it and, and managed 
Roger Cora said it afterwards, like, we chased way too many pitches mm-hmm. outside the zone. We were pressing there at the plate for Sunday Night Baseball to get get that win back, get a win back in the column against the Yankees, and I think this, we'll see a, a much more disciplined Red Sox hitting team tonight against a, a short bullpen for the Yankees, and Montgomery's going to have to eat some, and he hasn't done well on the road. Make mine Boston team total over four and a half, but I did lay 30 cents. All right, Tampa Bay just one game back. Uh, New York seven games back still uh, in that division too, James. Uh, a ticket that I was able to cash last night, the under, thanks to Adam Burke. He was on the program yesterday, ATS.io, lead writer, uh, and he highlighted that pitching matchup. Uh, although it got to extras, James, not too much of a sweat as I was able to catch the under, but we got the Cubs and the Cardinals at it again. Uh, St. Louis minus 122 at home, eight and a half to total in this one. That's always the scary thing and the danger if you're betting totals under for right. a full game is oh. when extra innings. We know the Cali- you get California rules without the out. You get to play three outs, but you get the runner at second. Like mm-hmm. We've seen some of these games just uh, as far as the totals go once it gets the extra innings just balloon out of control for both teams. And Yeah, so that's where I'm going here. Now you think about the Cubs. Where's their mindset right now? Yeah, they've got the, the lineup that we've seen that we're going to see and we have seen the last few games since post-All-Star break is not the lineup we're going to see in about a week, week and a half once the trade deadline passes. We know so many of those players are going to be shipped out. It will be a complete garage sale there for the the Chicago Cubs, and that's where I'm going here. I'm going to go, but I'm not going to go. I'm not... I was thinking about the total on this side, but I... I, You know, the the card's not a hard-hitting team either, but Alzale, not one that I want to trust since sticky stuff has been out there as far as the crackdown is concerned through the June and July has only had one quality start in six starts since then. So I'll stay away from from the, the pitching side for the Cubs to do their part and hold down a, a, a kind of an anemic offense for the Cardinals. But I am going to go with Kim. Now, Kim took him the other day, last weekend, over uh, at first five, as far as the total was concerned against the Giants. And I think now Kim, Kim's been their most consistent pitcher, you know, with Flaherty being gone and Wainwright's pitched well at home. Most of his starts are at home. But for Kim, he's thrown 21 straight scoreless innings. So I think that, and thinking about it, two weeks ago he had a start against the Cubs six scoreless innings against the Cubs so that's where I'm going to go here I'm going to go with the Cardinals first five laying 15 cents I just think right now with the Cubs mindset where it is and you know this is not a lineup right now in an offense pitch where they're playing for each other and they're going to work counts and and move runners over mm-hmm. that's not happening these guys are going up to get their cuts and know full well they're going to be on they're, they're going to be on so many of them are going to be on in a different uniform here in just over a week so that's where I'm going here. Again, it's going to be Cardinals first five backing Kim, who's thrown 21 straight scoreless innings. Kim laying $1.15 on the first five line in favor of the Cardinals. Right. Good players, too, for the for the Cubs, but yet their mindset uh, not all in or not together on the same page. Uh, Bryant with the injury. Uh, Rizzo with uh, base running mistakes all over the place. He's on third base and got caught in a pickle, James. <laughs> That's uh, again lack of focus, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just it right there. If you're intent, uh, where's he? He's thinking, am I? Where am I going to be? Where am I going to be? Right. Am I gonna even be in, exactly right, and uh, you get caught up, caught up on focus. That's just where this is just the team that's not. They're not competing right now. They're mm-hmm. just playing, mm-hmm. and they're playing for themselves. And and you know, it's, it, they have. We kind of talked about. We talked. We all suspected that coming into the season with the all the short and co- uh, the expiring contracts on that roster for the Cubs, and if they 
get to the all-star break and they are not in contention, what are they, eight, nine games out of first place? That team's not going to get back in it and, and go beat a, a, the, the depth in, of pitching that we see with the Milwaukee Brewers. They know that. And they cry poor there, too, with Chicago. They're not interested in paying those. Those guys know they're gone. And why are you going to give full effort when you know you're going to be on a new ball club and a contender right. here within the next 10 days to go back and now get back out there and be a competitive baseball player the way they're capable? Yeah, plenty of talent, but the mindset is not there right now. For the All Chicago right. Let's, let's move on to the Oakland Athletics and the Mariners. Mariners was just out there uh, in Denver uh, facing the Rockies games. They're at home now uh, against the A's, one, plus 130, seven and a half is the total in the game. And thinking about their series here, Chris Flexen, been really, I think this whole team for the thing about where the Mariners are and still competing in the AL West. Don't think that was that that was not where I expected them to be at this point in the season. So and Chris Flexen, how well he's pitched, he's pitched tremendous, especially at home and they did not pitch him. They kind of uh, maneuvered their, their pitching rotation. So Flexen would not have to pitch here yesterday in Coors Field and gets to go back to the friendly confines of where he's pitched at home in Seattle and pitched incredibly well. He's pitched incredibly well all season, in particular at home. But think about it. His, he's pitched six innings in eight out of his last nine starts, including three starts of seven and another one that's gone eight innings. So I think here, because he was pushed back, they know he's much better at home in Seattle against Oakland. That's where I'm going to go here. His outs, another one of those pitcher props, Pritch that I like mm-hmm. to dig into and find Flexen sitting at 17 and a half outs to the over at a dollar 20, considering how well he's pitched all season, how well he pitches at home. And again, eight of his last nine, he's pitched six innings and beyond that just sets up well here. I like the side here with Flexen to go at least get, get those 18 outs, pitch six innings or go over, go over that five and two thirds innings to cash that ticket laying just 20 cents. Make mine Chris Flexen to get that done. All right. Another matchup that I'm intrigued by. I haven't made a bet on it, James. Uh, this is a series this whole entire week so far. San Francisco uh, and the Dodgers. I was able to cash <laughs> San Francisco on Monday. Here we are on a Thursday. You got uh, Bueller on the bump for the Dodgers. Minus 170 against the Giants. Seven and a half is the total, too. They they need an outing out of Bueller right, right now. They need a good solid seven innings. You just can't get into that bullpen for right now. Either bullpen is really struggling. But yeah, wild games. At this point here, you probably should just wait to play it in game. You're okay. going to get better numbers once you get through these. Once you get past these two starters with mm-hmm. Discafini on the other side, he's pitched very well this season too. Uh, but how deep are they going to go? Anytime you get to either one of these teams' bullpens, in particular for the Dodgers, now it's a flip a coin. So might find better. Might find some better numbers that way i'm not going to lay a big price right here with the dodgers even though i think this is this is a a talk about a need but the lineup's banged up for the dodgers right now if anything it might be digging into the total but i think the total sitting at eight maybe it's better off first five because i don't want to deal with the dodgers bullpen but it's sitting at four it's juiced to the over but no margin for error when Mm -hmm. you're sitting at four so probably no play for me you know what? Uh, I'm glad you said that because I, I was on the fence for this game, but yet I need to step up my end game playing my end game activity anyway. Uh, so this might be the game in which I, I try to attempt to do that uh, coming up uh, later on in the day. Coming up uh, in hour number two, get James Salinas' thoughts on the NBA championship, the finals, as well as a preview of next year's finals. And then also JVT's on the program in hour number two as well. All that and more coming up next right here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.